Welcome to the Victorious Life TV broadcast. I'm Lisa Boldo and happy Valentine's Day. You know, I'm, I'm just excited for this broadcast tonight because early this morning when I woke up, this is when the Lord put the message for this broadcast on my heart. So I was just meditating on it and making notes and you know, God is so good and he's so faithful and what he was speaking me to uh, what he was speaking to me about is the fact that he is love. God is love and it says so in 1 John 4:16. God is love, right? And we all know John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish, right? Shall not perish, but have eternal life. Oh, glory to God. So welcome to this broadcast. And it's just uh, always so awesome to be with you. So what the Lord wanted me to talk about in this broadcast, and I see you guys jumping on, so welcome, welcome, welcome. And uh, what he wanted me to talk about in this broadcast is understanding the third person of the Trinity, the role of the Holy Spirit in doing the works of God. And, you know, as the Lord was taking me through this, he was also talking to me about the importance of the baptism, right? The baptism in the Holy Spirit. There's a baptism of repentance and there's a baptism of the Holy Spirit. So I want to take you through this as God gave it to me. And I'm sure that it is going to bless you. So when you believe in Jesus, right? And make him the Lord of your life, you're going to pass right from death into life. And this is good news. You know, for those who believe in the Lord and maybe you have loved ones that have gone on to be with the Lord, don't think for a moment that they didn't pass right from death to life. That's why I like, you know, the words when, when someone does go to be with the Lord, when people say they passed, they passed. They did because that's the truth. They passed right from this life to heaven. Glory to God. So Jesus said in John 5, 24, you know, I got to give you the word, right? Truly, truly, I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not come under judgment. Indeed, he has crossed over from death to life. So what I just said, backed by scripture for every believer. Okay, praise God. You know what? God loves you and me so much that even after Jesus went to the cross and sat down at the Father's right hand, he sent his promise, the very promise of his Holy Spirit that would seal you and me, every believer. Glory to God. So, oh my gosh, I'm just, I have a lot to share with you tonight. And you know me, sometimes I run out of time and I, I just, I have a lot to share. But I want to give this to you as God gave it to me. So the Lord had put it on my heart again to speak about the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, right? And so... I'm going to get through as much as I can tonight, and if it's warranted, I'll do a part two next week, if the, if you know, as the Lord shows me. But Galatians 4, 6, and you have to understand the role of the Holy Spirit in um, witnessing to others. So this is what I'm going to cover tonight. Galatians 4, 6 says, and because you are sons, because you are sons, right, we're, we're sons of God, God sent forth the spirit of his son to live in our hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. 
the spirit of his son, that's the spirit of Jesus. That's why when, when you hear Jesus lives inside of you, yes, he's seated at the right hand of God, but the Holy Spirit is at work in you, in you, in every believer, so that you can go and do what Jesus did. He said, as the Father has sent me, I send you. Mm. Okay, Jesus said in John 16, 13, 14, however, when the spirit of truth comes, that's the Holy Spirit, he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own, but he will speak what he hears and he will declare to you what is to come. He will glorify me, meaning Jesus, right? Jesus is talking. He will glorify me by taking from what is mine and disclosing it to you. So the Holy Spirit, oh, he is so beautiful. He is your unseen partner and he lives in you the very spirit of Jesus. Okay. We hear all the time about being born again. This is so important. You know, and and people in the world, they scoff and they mock and they'll say, "Oh, are you one of those born agains? Oh, are you a holy roller?" and you know, all this junk that people say, right? Yep. <laughs> so let me explain, right? You're born once by natural means, right? Through your parents, right? And you were given breath, your spirit which is what made your physical body alive. When you're, right, you have a spirit, but you were born with that sin nature because of Adam. And that's why Jesus said, you have to be born again. So what, what does that mean? I really, you know, I wanna break it down and make it so easy. And you know what, I have notes, but I, I, I know this stuff. So what it means is, once you've repented and you've told Jesus that you want to be the Lord of, uh, that you want him to be the Lord of your life, God literally sends his Holy Spirit into your spirit, right, into you, and then your spirit that you were born with is literally done away with and recreated. So now the Holy Spirit comes into you, recreates that spirit, so it's no more that spirit that was born under the, the sin nature, the nature of Adam, now you're considered born from above, born again. You're, you're, the Holy Spirit literally takes your spirit and causes a rebirth. It's your spirit is being born again, made brand new. Oh, glory to God. And that's why, that's why 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, You've made Jesus the Lord of your life. So now he's the head. You're part of his body because the Holy Spirit has come to live in you. He's in you. You're in him. So 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold. That means, look, all things have become new, right? And then, so God's word is clear that once you come to Jesus, once you make him the Lord of your life, you literally become a brand new creation. He recreated your spirit and made you a brand new being. And God's word is clear, right? And, and this translation of that scripture says you are a new species. Oh, you are a new species of being that never existed before. That's awesome, right? And you might say, yeah, but I don't feel any different. Listen. You have been literally transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. So here's the thing. 
before you were born again, right? You did things in the world, you live by your five senses, what you see, hear, smell, touch, whatever, right? Your five senses. But once you, and you could sin and eh, maybe it wasn't a big deal. But once you're born again, the spirit in you is always wooing you because the Holy Spirit is, oh my gosh, he loves you. And so if you were truly gave your heart to Christ, the Holy Spirit, again, comes in, recreates your spirit. But now, in order to see that transformation in your life, in order to overcome the things that you've battled through, no battled with, no matter what you've been through, your life can absolutely be different. You will step into the realm of being an overcomer when you renew your mind, meaning you've got to make, you have to choose to read God's word so it can line up with your new recreated spirit. And when your spirit and your mind are in alignment, you've got the mind of Christ and you're walking in, you know, by the Holy Spirit. Oh my gosh, that's when transformation will be seen in your life. And people that used to know you will be like, are you the same person? You know, or they'll try to knock you down and go, eh, you're still the same old. No, you're not. But let your life reflect that you've been made brand new. But you have to renew your mind. You've got to change your mind with God's word, right? You have to choose to do that. Okay. So, and I love 1 Corinthians six seventeen. It says, but the person who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with the Lord. That means that when the Holy Spirit came in, he came into your spirit. Your spirit and his spirit is one spirit now. Ah, that's awesome, right? I know I say that a lot because it's the truth. I get excited. I'm so passionate about this. It's just amazing. So being born again literally means that God's Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God, the Spirit of Jesus has literally come and has taken up residence in you. He now lives inside of you. You know, if you've ever seen, um, if you've ever seen, and I hate to, you know, we're not supposed to have statues or anything like that, but if you've ever seen those little statues, I know my mom has a few of them, you know, um, that they're the saints, but in the middle, they have like Jesus right in the middle, right? I actually took a picture of it with my cell phone and I didn't have a chance. I was going to print it out and show you what I'm talking about. But if you've ever seen that, you know, the reason that those, the apostles and the disciples could do the works of Jesus is because Jesus was in them, literally. Mm, so awesome. So, and here's the thing, the, when the Holy Spirit is given to you, it's, he's given to you so that your life can be now identified with Christ. In other words, you now belong to Christ because Jesus paid with his blood, like every ounce of blood he shed to purchase you back from the kingdom of darkness, but you have to choose. And when you ask him and you want him, he comes right in, the Holy Spirit recreates you, seals you, and you now belong to the kingdom of God. But now, for that to be seen, again, you have to you have to read God's word so that you understand that you have authority. Jesus gave you authority over all the power of the enemy. So here's the thing. A lot of people, they get born again. They ask Jesus to be their Lord, but they never read the Bible. So they don't know what they're entitled to. They don't even know that God's given them all authority, right, over all the power of the enemy that they could speak. Boom! And sickness has to obey. Things have to obey. And I'm telling you, people that are sick, 
it makes them mad. Why? Because they're basing their life on their experiences or maybe someone they love, you know, that's gone to be with the Lord or that passed or didn't make it or whatever. You can't, you, you can't make your experience trump the word of God. The word of God has to trump your experience. And when you align your mind and you understand, I'm not yelling at you, I'm just very passionate. Mm, you guys know that, who know me. Ugh. But there may be, you know, those of you who are watching for the first time. But, okay, so when the Holy Spirit is given to you, the Holy Spirit's given to you to help you, to teach you so that you can grow, so that when you read God's word, you're going to understand what you're reading. God can now give you revelation, revealed knowledge from heaven. He can't do that if you're not born again because it's just foolishness. The person who doesn't have Jesus will not understand God's word. They'll have head knowledge. They'll never have heart knowledge. So they can't walk in it because it's spiritually discerned or recognized. Okay, so when you receive the Holy Spirit, that is to help you to grow, to, to mature in the things of God so that you know how to love God, you know how to love people, you know how to receive God's love. You can understand how much he loves you. Man, when people, <sighs> people try to make God the bad guy. Well, if God didn't want this to happen, really? Really, he sent Jesus Okay, I don't even want to go there and get started because it's just upsetting. You know, it's like if someone goes to hurt your father or your mother or your kid, you're and you know that that's just not the fact, that is not even right, you're like going to jump in there and try to defend them because it's not right. It's twisted what they're talking about, right? I mean, unless maybe your mom or dad or kid is wrong. But in this case, I'm talking about God. He sent Jesus he loves you. He thought your life and my life was worth the death of his son. How much more? And then he gave us, you know, his word. He gave us his spirit. He gave us, he told us how to beat the enemy every time. He told us how to stand, how to see the glory of God. Believe, 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 speak, and you'll see it. But too many people, well, you know, no, no, that's not. You don't, again, don't let your experience trump the word of God. Let the word of God overcome and help you to be an overcomer. How do you think you're going to ever help someone else? You, the Holy, so God gives you the Holy Spirit for you, right? When, when he comes in and recreates your spirit. But then, okay, so let me just, let me get back to scripture here. <laughs> After Jesus was raised from the dead, Okay, he was with the disciples again and he said to them in John 20, 21, again, Jesus said to them, peace be with you as the father has sent me. So also I am sending you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Okay, so Jesus told them, receive the Holy Spirit and he breathed on them, right? But were they ready to go out and change the world and do the works of God yet? Now, I know that earlier when Jesus was with them, you know, in, the, in his physical body, before he had gone to the cross he, cross, he gave them power to go out and heal and, and that stuff. But later, right, after Jesus went to the cross and then he was with them, he said, peace be with you. And he, peace be, you know, <laughs> peace be with you. And as the Father sent me, now he was telling them, 
Now I'm going to be sending you as God, the father sent me. Now I'm sending you. And he said to them, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. But they were not ready yet to go out and do the works of Jesus. Because then after that, in Acts 1-4, Jesus was with them again. And it says, and when they were gathered together, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift Wait for the gift the Father promised, which you heard me discuss. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Now he had already said to them, he, you know, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. That was for them so they could be you know, have revelation from God and have understanding and, and, and you know, be mature in the things of God. And, but then he said, wait. Wait until you receive the promise, right? Oh, praise God. So they had the Holy Spirit in them when Jesus breathed on them. But then in the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came upon them, came upon them. Let me just see, make sure I didn't skip anything here, right? So when you get born again, like I said, the Holy Spirit's in you to teach you to live godly so that you understand how to mature in the things of God. Think about it. Jesus from the time he was conceived in the womb, right? He, he had the Holy Spirit, his, right? But after he got baptized in the Jordan with John, with water, he came up and then he was baptized with the Holy Spirit on him. Then he was taken into the wilderness for 40 days. Then he came out in power. Ah, okay. So I just want to explain this because there is the baptism with water. This is very important. And so I really want you to understand this, okay? And, and I know you guys are, are with me. And this is going to be good because I think a lot of people understand or don't understand. And they say, well, why do I need to be baptized? Like, is that really necessary? Like, you know, what's up with that? So there's the baptism of water. There's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The baptism of water is a baptism of repentance, it's a baptism of repentance, which means that you are acknowledging when you go under the water, you're acknowledging that you have died to your old life and now you're being raised to new life with Christ. Mm. That is an, it's an, really, it's an act of faith and Jesus said to do it, right? And so, <sighs> praise God. It's really, it's symbolic. It's acknowledging, it's saying my old life is gone and now I'm going to live my new life with you, Lord. Mm. It's a baptism of repentance. John the Baptist kept, he baptized people. John the Baptist, he baptized people saying, repent, turn from your sins, turn to God, you know? So it was a, it's a baptism of repentance, the water baptism. Okay, so people are asking, I'm sure, do I need to be baptized? Well, in Mark 16, 16, Jesus said, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. But whoever does not believe will be condemned. Okay, Jesus got baptized by John, remember, in the Jordan. And then in Matthew 28, 29, when Jesus gave the Great Commission, it says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, therefore, why? Because all authority has been given to him. And he said, he said, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them, teaching them to obey all that I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you 
to the very end of the age, right? So by them having the Holy Spirit, this would mature them and they would understand and be able to have revelation as God, you know, would be later in them by his Holy Spirit. Okay, so Jesus told the disciples to baptize people in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Now, here's the deal. If you don't have someone to baptize you, um, but you are a believer, you can baptize yourself. When Ananias went to Paul and laid hands on Paul, it says Ananias was a disciple, right? He wasn't a quote unquote minister. He was a disciple. If you're a believer, you can do this yourself. Go in your bathtub. Yes, you can. Don't let somebody tell you you can't. Yes, you can. If you are a true believer and you can go and baptize someone, okay? If you are a believer, if you would rather have a, you know, a minister do that, absolutely you can do that. Okay, so that's the baptism of water. I hope that was clear and, and, you know, understandable. And then there's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is when God's Holy Spirit comes and rests upon you, right? Covering you, clothing you with power to be a witness for him so you can do the works that Jesus did. So obviously this is different than the water baptism, right? And okay. So let me just see here. John 3, 5, Jesus says, Truly, truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he's born of water and the Spirit. So after Jesus was baptized and, and received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, right? He went into the wilderness, and I mentioned that before, for 40 days and came out in power. When the Apostle Paul was baptized in Acts 9, it says, then Ananias went to the house and entered it, placing his hands on Saul. He said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And then it says, immediately something like scales fell from Saul's eyes, right, later Paul, and he could see again. He got up and was baptized, and after taking some food, he regained his strength. Now, it's not super clear in that scripture if he was baptized with water, but Jesus said, you know, to do that. So that's good enough for me. You know, we could go deep into, you know, Jesus said to do it, just do it, you know? Ananias was a believer. Now, this isn't like religion, tradition, you know, I'm just, hey, listen, even Mary, his mother said, whatever Jesus says to do, do it. I'm just saying for people who might be watching who, you know, maybe are Catholic and they pray to Mary. And here's the thing. Mary doesn't have it to give. Jesus is Lord. Okay. And that's not to offend anyone. So anyway, Ananias was a believer. He was a disciple. Okay. So if you're a believer in Christ already, like I said, you can even do this yourself. Or if you prefer, you can ask someone, a minister, to baptize you if you'd like. Okay, but to walk in the Holy Spirit's power, all right, you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, right, in the book of Acts, right, the 120 people in the upper room, they were baptized with the Holy Spirit. And this is what you need to go out and be able to do the works that Jesus did. And listen, Jesus is our model. This is what, you know, he had the Holy Spirit, before he was even consumed, I mean, conceived, he came from God, right? He was God, but he still needed the baptism of the Holy Spirit before he, because it's the Holy Spirit, thank you, Lord, it's the Holy Spirit in you that does 
the work. It's the Holy Spirit. So you've got God the Father, you've got Jesus sitting at the right hand of God, right? And we, you and I, are also seated with Jesus, with Christ, in heavenly places, at God's right hand. That's why we should be looking, even when we pray, we should be looking at situations from God's perspective. Oh, that sickness? Oh, no, 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 that doesn't belong there. You feel a symptom in your body? Oh, no, 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 no. That does not belong here. I am, you know, I am, I'm seated with Christ. I've got the Holy Spirit in me. I am a believer. I've got Jesus. I've got the name of Jesus. I've got the spirit of Jesus. I've got the word of God, the sword of the spirit. You can overcome everything with the spirit of God. Oh, okay. So now we're going to pray because we're just about out of time. I just love you. I bless you. You know how passionate I am about this. Tony Jean said, the battle is already won. Boom. That's it. Drop the mic. That's it. The battle was already won. Jesus overcame. That's why you overcome. You, listen, here's the thing. You and I are part of his body. He's the head, but you're part of, literally part of his body. He's the head. He directs us, right? But we're his body. So boom, we go out. We do the same thing he did. You've got to stir yourself up in your most holy faith. Come on, get into the word of God. Listen, read. Okay, I need to pray because <laughs> here I go again. I always say I'm half teacher, half preacher. But I just, I, I'm very, very passionate. So let's pray now. <sighs> let's pray. If you've never received Jesus, you're going to receive Jesus if you want to. And we're also going to pray to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I didn't have time to tonight to be talking about, you know, the evidence of speaking in tongues. Some of you are just going to go off speaking in another language, in your prayer language. Don't think it's weird. That's the enemy. You know, the enemy will come to you and say, that's just gibberish. No, that's a heavenly language, but it needs to come from your belly. You just make sounds to the Lord from your belly. Let it flow like rivers of living water. And you will see that mm, God is so good. He's true. He's faithful. His word is true. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's Hebrews, right? 13, 8. Okay. So let's pray. And you can just pray with me. <laughs> Repeat after me, but mean it with your whole heart. Jesus knows if you mean it. You can't manipulate God. Okay. So just say, Lord Jesus. Remember, if you're saved, you're already you're called a saint. You're, you're viewed as a saint in, in the Bible, okay? But this is for those who are, have not been born again or you haven't um, uh, made Jesus the Lord of your life, meaning born again, or maybe you haven't received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but you want to. It's simple. You just ask. He's a good father and he'll give to you, okay? So say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I believe that you died on the cross and paid for my sins forever. I believe that God the Father raised you again on the third day, and you are alive now and you live forever. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to come into my heart now. Be my Lord and Savior. Lord Jesus, I ask you, baptize me with your Holy Spirit. Fire, let me be on fire for you. Oh Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Jesus, in your holy name I pray. Amen. Woo! 
Amen and amen. Now I say welcome to the family of God. Now you need to get into the word of God. Listen to the word of God. Read the word of God. Get an easy to read Bible if you don't have one. You know, the new King James, it's not hard, especially if you have the spirit of God. I like the NLT, the New Living Translation, especially if you're just starting out. But I do use the Living Translation, but I have a bunch of other ones. And, you know, of course you have the Bible available on your smartphone, but I prefer you know, have a book, have the book, and then use your phone, you know, as backup or whatever, and then, or use your phone to listen. The I love the Word of Promise audio Bible. I love to listen to it as I'm, you know, getting ready, putting makeup on, the Word, the Word, the Word, listen and read. All right. Well, I pray that this has blessed you tonight. If it has, make sure you share it with others, and also make sure that, you know, definitely share it with others so we can advance God's kingdom together. I just, I love you. I bless you. And I'll see you really soon again on The Victorious Life. Take care. God bless you.